0: amen glory to God thank you River Glenn thank you you can be seated thank you so much thank you for being here Pastor Ben thank you uh, just an amazing man of God and what you have here in this community and who you are and, and your people are you that work for you your staff your volunteers thank you guys you know uh, you go a lot of places I've been a lot of places see a lot of things but I love God people and and, and you guys really show that too in this community. You really love God people and I've been able to spend some real quality time with them and, and, and their staff and their members and people. And if you're not involved in church and you're not involved in you need to get yourself here. RG in five. <laughs> we heard of RG three, right? But this is RG RG in five minutes and you know let them help you, River Glen. A church, man, God, church is amazing. When you get great leaders and you have a church like this and you don't come and participate, you're missing out on what God's trying to do in your life. Amen. You're missing it. Our society tell us church is not good. No, the church is great. It's not good. It's great. We just don't show up and participate. We need to show up and participate. If you do, God will change you on the inside, not what you look like on the outside. I'm talking about the inside. That's where the revelation comes from, on the inside of you, of who you are and why God created you. None of us are a mistake. We all made them. Amen. Amen, I only got one amen on that. (laughs) Brother in the front saying amen. We all fall short, but God loves us right where we're at. He does not forget about us. Those online, God has not forgotten about you. He loves you. He's crazy about you. And as a church, we need to come together, and we need to, as people, come together and learn what the church is. You learn to get involved in the small groups. You learn to get involved in the mission work. You learn to get involved in the volunteer. Man, it is so amazing when you get involved. I wish I could just be here to help you get involved. Because you will be so excited like I am. Because when you get to know Jesus, there's nothing else. You won't, you won't experience nothing greater than knowing Jesus. He's not like none of us. He's a holy man. He's a righteous man. He's the savior of this dying world. He saved us. Amen? Amen? Let us pray. Father, we love you. Honor you praise you. Thank you for every soul that's here right now. Father, somebody walked in with a heavy heart. We pray for it right now. Somebody walked in with confusion. We pray for him right now. Somebody walked in here with doubt. Show them that you're not a doubtful God, that you're the God of all understanding, that you know every plan, every situation, every struggle, every hurt, every hang up, every habit. Father, you love us in the midst of when we cannot love ourselves, when we cannot see our way, when we cannot pay the bill, when we cannot have, we don't have this. You always make a way out of no way, Father. We thank you. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this community. Thank you for Pastor Ben, his family, his church family, his wife and kids, Father. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. No weapon formed against them to prosper over them. They're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Put a hedge of protection around their life, Father. Put a hedge of protection around all of us, Father. We thank you for your grace and thank you for your people. Father, speak to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, God is good, right? Some of you might not know me. I wasn't always like this. I was always beating up on the Cubs, but I know it's Milwaukee and the Brewers here, I never got a chance to beat up on them that much, but I beat up on a lot of people playing baseball, but I was broken, I was lost, I was a heathen, I was a liar, I was a cheater, I was a woman, I was alcoholic, I was a drug addict, I was rich, I was famous, privileged, but I was saved by grace. Nothing else will ever save you but God's grace. All the broken pieces of my life was real. They played out publicly and, and, and everybody got a chance to see it. Uh, little did I know that God would use my platform for his glory. Oh, y'all missed that. <laughs> God would use your platform for his glory. Amen. Right where you're at. He finds you right where you're at and he uses you for his glory to glorify him so people can come to know that Jesus loved them. Regardless of the brokenness on the inside, the emptiness on the inside, we all search to fill that inside with this, more of this, more of this. If I look better, this, this. No, it won't work on the inside. My father was an alcoholic. He beat me and said I'd never amount to nothing. Came home for the last time. I was 13, 14 years old. Me and my brother pulled out a shotgun, said he was going to kill the whole family. We went into actions, came this close to killing my father. There could have been a tragedy in my life before I ever put the uniform on. Most people don't even know that. They just saw. well, you played Major League Baseball and you had it all. Yeah, I had a bunch of talent, had a bunch of stuff, but I had nothing until I met Jesus. I just accumulated a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you can clap on that. (laughs) So I was already broken. You know, brokenness is real. Lawlessness brings about brokenness, and brokenness is real. Generation after generation, kids are broken because of things that happen in their life. And the rejection and the loneliness and not being there and, and not having the love, you know, lo- love, is, love from God is not stuff. Love is from God is loving you when you're hurting, loving you when you're empty and broken on the inside. So, and that's what it was for me for a very long time. And my father was out of my life for a very long time. And I talked to a couple of people the other day and they were coming to the line and said, could you tell me a little bit more about your father's situation? Yes, I'll tell you, I will tomorrow. I'll tell you about my father's situation. I kept him out of my whole life, my whole career. I was famous, successful, kept him out because I was hurting and I was angry. And I kept him out of my whole career. He passed away about three months ago, but four years ago, after the Lord had changed my life. so you got to let the Lord change your life. If the Lord doesn't change your life, you can never enter in and go to someone that's hurt you. Only when the Lord has changed my life and the Lord spoke to me one night, a Friday night, it was, it was, I was a to preach on a Saturday at a men's conference and my father was in the hospital in San Diego and I was in California. He says, drive down to San Diego and repent to your father. I said, huh? He said, I don't want you to talk about nothing he did to you. I was, he was all over me. I called my wife. I said, pray for me because God is speaking to me to go repent to my father about keeping him out of life. The Lord said, how dare you not forgive him and I forgave you. Two wrongs don't make a right. He said, forgiveness wasn't for him. The forgiveness was for you to get free inside. See, we don't understand forgiveness and we don't understand God's ways and that really makes it more difficult for us not to ever understand God's way. We won't understand his way. His ways are greater than our ways. They're not like ours. And I went down there and I asked my father to forgive me. I laid in his lap and I lost it. I cried so hard. I kept him out of my whole career, my whole life. I told him I was wrong. Then God said, raise up. God raised me up he says, now lead him to the Lord. There I was leading the man that beat me to the Lord there was in the midst of my own selfishness and not forgiving him, God used me to lead him. I said, you know, my life has changed. The Lord has changed me. Do you want to be changed? Said, pray, he said, yes. He just had a tear come down his eye. He was crying and I was crying. And I just led him to the prayer and led him to the Lord. And then God told me after I was done, me and my brother, he, I just cried so hard. He says, I want you to understand this and remember this. It's never about you. Mm. when God speaks to us and let us know it's never about us then we can get past the hurts the habits and hang-ups people that we're holding hostage we can get set free from that and then we can ultimately walk into the purpose of why we're here John 3.30 talks about it he must increase but I must decrease he must increase but I must decrease. See, if I die, then I get to allow him to increase in me. Now I can operate in such a different place and a different purpose of why I was created. And when you need to know why you were created, Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord to those called according to his purpose. When you know that you're called according to God's purpose, you don't need nothing else. All you need is to do God's will from his word. See, the Bible tells us why most of us struggle so much because why I was struggling and why I was a heathen and why I was lost, I was struggling because the Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. I never picked up the book. <laughs> Pastor, is all in here. It's been here. It is never going away. Heaven and earth are going to pass away, but not the word. God's going to always call somebody to preach his word. He's going to always pour spirit in, the, in someone to preach his word. When you can get rid of your ego, a three-letter word, easing God out. When you can come say yes to Jesus in three-letter word YES, you enjoy salvation. It's free. All you gotta do is make the commitment and God will give it to you. God will, God will give you everything that is missing inside of you, God will give it to you. I'm not talking about material things, I'm not talking about earthly things. I'm talking about spiritual things, everything that's missing inside of us. There's an emptiness that's missing on the inside because he must increase and my eye must decrease. I need to get out of the way and let him come in and increase in me to give me the revelation of this, the revelation of life that will change me forever. And I could do the greatest things that I could ever imagine because Jesus has become Lord over my life. Church, Jesus is not just a man. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He's the beginning. And he's the end. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the Messiah. He died for you. He was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. By His stripes, you get to walk and be healed. He's already done it. Everything that could kill you, Jesus already killed it on the cross. He's already carried your burdens. He's already carried it all for you. When he hung on the cross, the Roman Empire. See, the problem, like the Roman Empire, they didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. Most of us don't know who he was. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, why have you forsaken me? But his last words on that cross for all of us, it is finished. He's completed it. So you can come and you can have this life. And you can walk in this life more abundant than you ever could imagine. Not in the natural, but I'm talking about in the supernatural. God's got a plan. The God I wish you knew. He's not only the God of second chances, Pastor. I needed like 10 chances. (laughs) But guess what? He gave it to me. See, because I decided to taste and see that the Lord was good. I decided to stop eating hamburger and start eating steak. Most of us just run around eating hamburger and thinking, you know, society's gonna change me. No, this society's not gonna change us. It is Jesus that changes you, it is His love, His great love that He has for you. He meets us right where we are, in all our broken pieces, in all our hurts, in all our things that have affected us. He meets us right there and He cleans it up for you. But it's a process. I remember, I remember Pastor, when I wanted to get involved in church, when I got back in church, my wife brought me to church. We moved to St. Louis from uh, Florida. I was 14 years ago. She's got 17 years of recovery. I got 14. I was shooting dope, smoking crack. She was pulling me out of dope house and saying, God's got a plan for you. I said, why don't God just leave me here and you leave me here? She said, you're just not that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm trying to tell you, God's always going to use people to help people. He's not going to do anything different. He's going to use other people to help people. And you are people that are sitting here that God wants to use to help somebody else. If I can just get over myself, because when I started on this journey 14 years ago, I was $3 million in debt and didn't have a driver's license. I've been in a Florida state prison with a T17169. I've had cancer twice and lost my left kidney in my second surgery. So God was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. See, we need to stop complaining and let God do what he's going to do, regardless of what we have to go through. Sometimes we have to go through to get to. But I got to change who I am if I really want to live this this abundant life, what what he talks about. If I want to follow these biblical principles, I have to change who I am on the inside. Not what I look like, because we all get in the mirror and we think we look good. I look pretty good today. (laughs) But what does my insights look like? Where am I spiritually? Why haven't I connected? Why haven't I entered in with God? See, I was the same way. I got tired of being a hypocrite. I got tired of straddling the fence. Oh, it's just Jesus. I got tired of going to church. Oh, it's just Jesus. But when I walked out of church, Pastor, nothing never changed. I got tired of living that way. My wife was living for God. She's an amazing woman. She was living for God way before I was. And I was crying to God. I said, why are you always speaking to her? (laughs) Why are you not speaking to me? He said, because she gets with me and you don't. She gets up every morning at 5, 5.30, roll out of bed every morning, just like that, automatic to go be with God, spend time in the Word with God, pray with Him and stuff like that. So guess what? I decided, you know what? I'm going to start getting with God. I turned off the television. I turned off the cell phone at night, and I started getting with God. I saturated myself in the Word with God, and I started laying with God. The Holy Spirit started teaching me the Word of God, started teaching me scriptures, because I started asking Him, help me. He's there for us. It's free. All you got to do is ask Him, and He'll help you. But you got to shut off the mind, and you got to open up your spirit to hear Him. See, most of us don't hear him pastor that's why we can't get to the place where god wants us to be that's why i couldn't get to where god wanted me to be because i wasn't hearing god i had too much noise going on about things and stuff and what this that if you follow the principles and follow god's ways you will reap the promises of, of god but he must increase but I need to decrease, I need to get out of the way. Because the promises of God is great. The promises from Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, you can get to become a descendant of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Now you get to eat from a land that you don't even know about. Not this land, it's a greater land than this once you know the promises. They have been there and God always fulfilled his promises in people when they submit themselves and make a commitment to the body of Christ and his church. And Jesus loves the church more than you can ever imagine. The church is his. We are his people. All he waits for us to do is to enter in and make a commitment. The church has the doors open. See, for me and Tracy, when the church doors opened, we was running through them every time they opened. Bible study, this. God sent me in the back. God made me sit in the back of the church and not in the front, not be a celebrity. He made me sit in the back. He says, I want you to get discipled. I want you to take notes. And I sat in the back for seven years, and God did not speak to me. I guess I needed it. Seven years, I did not hear from God. But I kept going forward. I didn't look back. It was a process. I kept going. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I can never get to the new if I'm still holding on to the old. If I was still holding on to the jersey and the baseball uniform, just like my wife Tracy told me, she says, when are you gonna let go of that baseball uniform? Oh, something when a woman tell you something, right? <laughs> Make you start thinking, but when do you eventually do it? See, my life became better when I started listening to my wife because God gave me a helpmate and I started listening to her and my life became better. It didn't make me a less of a man, Pastor. It made me a better man. I think we had it backwards. Society makes it backwards. See, when I started with Tracy, I was three million in debt, didn't have a driver's license. Now I'm not in debt. We live an overflow life because I follow the biblical principles, I follow the kingdom of God and work through the kingdom of God and his principles. Now, God has given me an overflow that I don't even deserve. <laughs> I gotta laugh about that sometime, you know. It's, it's just great what he does, you know, when we, when we follow the kingdom. When we, Matthew six thirty three 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added into you. He says, seek ye first the kingdom. He doesn't say seek the earth, he says seek the kingdom. Then all these things will be added into you. He adds everything into your life when he increase and you decrease. See, when I could decrease and no longer it's no longer about me and it's about the kingdom, it's about God's people. Then I've entered in to the right place. Cause it's about it's about us living a life that shines for the Lord. But I need to know the way. Sometimes we don't know the way. I'm trying to share with you guys. The way is the church. The way is coming. The way is groups. The way is mission. The way is become a follower of Jesus. Not just a follower. You need a a man. You need to come and be a follower of Jesus. Stop looking for all the other worldly things to make your life right, because they won't. They never will. You can get more of this and more of this. It will never make you well. I've been privileged and lived behind communication my whole life, and it never made me well. The only thing that made me well is these biblical principles obeying God's commandment. Amen? Amen. He must increase, but I must decrease. We, we need to understand that uh, Jesus is here to rescue you. He wants to rescue you. Had it not been for Jesus, I should be in a grave right now. Had it not been for my mom praying for me, mothers don't stop praying. You might have somebody out there lost, somebody broken, somebody going through something, don't stop praying. My mother was praying for me and my brothers and sisters. We were all heathens and lost in the world. I was rich and famous, playing Major League Baseball. She had a journal under her bed. She was praying for us and she just kept praying for us. And somebody said, what are you gonna do about this kids?" She said, I'm gonna turn them over to the Lord. Guess what, we're all saved today. <laughs> so I'm just encouraging. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Dad, it's time for us to take another role, a manly role, role which is God's principles. See, when you live by God's principles, your whole family is protected. Your kids, the enemy can't touch them. They're, they're going to go through something, but he can't, he can't touch them. You put a hedge of protection around you rebuke the devourer over him. You see, because Satan, he's not moved by you just having a conversation. He's moved if you know God's word. See, because we all get tempted. I know we all get tempted in in this life situation. I've been tempted in this life situation many times. But it's just like what Jesus was tempted. You didn't think Jesus was tempted? He said in Matthew 4.4, he said to Satan, he said, I'll give you all of this. He said, Matthew 4.4, he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's the word of God that the enemy runs from. It's the word of God that he flees from. He don't flee from you in the natural. He flees from the word of God. Our natural voice means nothing to him. I remember when I was in the natural and separated from God, and actually, he's like, devil, get off me. And what the devil started attacking me more, because he knew I didn't know God's word. But see, he no longer could attack. He could hear yeah, attack, but he knows I know God's word. He knows I'm in God's will. I'm in God's plan. And we all get to be in God's will and God's plan when we enter in. All of us. Young people, follow Jesus. All I can tell you, follow Jesus, all this other stuff that we in a society make us believe is important. No, the kingdom of God and Jesus is more important than you will ever receive in your life. I wish I could have been 14, 15 years old and followed Christ and and not got caught up and consumed with all these earthly things and, and wouldn't have had to go through the trials and tribulations like I did had I known the biblical principles. He must increase, but I must decrease. Today, some of us need to decrease our life because we don't understand. We, we, we walk, this, walk this earth and we don't understand that the enemy is here to deceive us. Some of us are old enough. We need to be empowered with God's wisdom and knowledge so we can get back to this younger generation. That's why we're in, in a situation with our younger generation because most of them are anti-social because of social media and all these other outlets and they don't know how to communicate and we don't have the tools to give to them, the biblical principles to give to them. If we have the biblical principles, we can give it to them, and we can empower them so they won't be distracted by the enemy. Jesus talks about it in John 10, 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and may have it more abundantly. He's talking about an abundant life. He's talking about peace, joy, wisdom, knowledge, power. You get everything. But he's telling us about the enemy. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And baby, Satan is busy in this generation. The epidemic that we have in across America with young people dying from opiates and heroin. I know I got two treatment centers down in Florida and I've seen a revolving door of young people from the age of 18 to 25 addicted to opiates and heroin and they dying like never before. I've never seen anything like it. It's a spiritual brokenness. Addiction, alcoholism is a spiritual brokenness. Of what I'm trying to fix on the inside and trying to cover on the inside what's hurting me and I'm not dealing with it. And until you deal with that, on the inside, you can never get set free. And God is waiting to set you free because He loves you so much. Church, understand this God is never mad at you. God is never mad at you. We are mad at ourselves because we don't follow His principles, they always have been here. We're just not following them. We're not participating in his principles. When you participate in God's principles, then you'll understand his great love for you. My wife loves me, but she can't love me like Jesus. My kids love me, but they can't love me like Jesus. See, he loves me with all the broken pieces that are inside of me. Because when you go through the Bible, everybody had broken pieces. Don't be surprised if you got some struggles and issues. It's okay. I'm just here today to tell you. It's all right. God's here to speak to you. He's here to tell you he loves you. And those, those habits and hurts and things that you're struggling with, he's here to let you know that it's okay. I'm here to heal you. That's why I talk about the God I wish you knew. And you only get to know him when you commit to him and participate in his work. It's the greatest work we will ever do as a person, is God's Word. Not a job, not a baseball career. Yeah, I played baseball, and how'd he do? Big deal. But I was lost in sin. I was separated from God because of the lifestyle of being famous and rich and all that stuff, people make it out to be important. But the enemy forgot to tell me, by the way, I'm going to kill you on the way. I forgot to tell you that part. I forget to tell you that part. So that's why it's so important for you to know that Jesus is here to rescue you. He's here to redeem you by his blood. And he's here to restore you with his grace. See, what you sit here and look at today is a miracle. Of what Jesus is all about, because that's what he's about. He's about miracles. He's never going to change. Two thousand years ago, is when he was doing the miracles in the Book of John, and believing, and you know, he was doing miracles back then. He was doing miracles, feeding the five thousand, turning water there into wine, raising Lazarus from the dead. He did miracles after miracles. He's still a miracle maker. You know, you think about the woman who had the blood issue and had a blood issue for twelve years, and she heard about Jesus, and she thought to herself, "If I could only get to Jesus." And some of us thinking like that now. If I can only get to Jesus, I'm here to encourage you, you can get to yes. Jesus. Yes. He's still alive. He's alive and well. You can get to him. She thought, if I can only get to Jesus, and start with her mind and her heart, and she had a blood issue for 12 years. She went to doctors and paid and everything. Nothing never got well. She heard about Jesus. She heard he was coming. She got through the crowd. She touched him on his garment. She was made well immediately cause the power that comes out of him nobody has the power to touch you and change you but Jesus Amen. himself Come on. Amen That's because it's because of his wonderful love and grace for you and it's because of what he's already done for you Oh it's just this Thank you, Jesus. He loves his people so much. All we have to do is pay attention and participate. All he's asking for, give me your heart. He don't need anything else. He don't want anything else. All he wants is your heart. To give me your heart. They all had issues. Moses, leading the Israelites out of bondage, 430 years of slavery. Moses walked with meekness with God. Couldn't speak, killed the Egyptian, but God uses him mightily. Two, Two million parts of the Red Sea, two million Israelites go through the Red Sea. Pharaoh and his army comes through, he drowns them. But he walked with meekness, Moses did. David denied Christ three times, crucified. He was crucified upside down. Jonah, God told him to go to Nineveh, the priest of gospel. He jumps on the boat to go the other way, to Tarshish. God throws him in the belly of fists three days and three nights. Spits him out, he comes out, he goes and tells them to repent. 600,000 get saved because of one man. All God needs is one to say yes. Give me your heart, give me your heart. I don't need anything else. He's not asking for anything else. He wants your heart, give him your heart. Lay your life down, give him your heart. Commit yourself to Him. Commit yourself to church. Commit yourself to come into groups. Commit yourself. Get involved. You are missing the greatest time of your life. It's going to pass you so fast. I'm 56. I don't know how long God's going to keep me here. I need to finish the race, but I'm not going to miss out on the kingdom. I've already seen all the worldly things. I've already done all the worldly things, but now doing the kingdom things, I get the greatest rewards and urgency of my life to wake up every day to do something for God and help somebody else there's something so great about that. So many of us are going to be sitting here and missing what it's like to work for the king. And you want it to enter your life. He's not going to ask me about my trophies and my success. He's not going to ask me how, how great you were as a baseball player and all the troubles you, you went through. He's going to say to me, hopefully, well done, my good and faithful servant, that you turn from all the worldly things and decided to honor me and all that you do with your life. Give him your life. I challenge you. You will never go wrong if you give him your life. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will never point at your issues. He will clean them up for you step by step. John 8, the Pharisees and the scribes, Sadducees, were pointing at the woman caught in adultery because of the law. Moses, they said the law was stone stoner. The law was good. Jesus didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law, and he has fulfilled it. And he looked at them, and he said to them, he who was without sin cast the first stone. From the oldest to the youngest, they dropped the stones and walked away, because every one of us have some troubles. So we need to keep moving forward and not point at people. We need to love people and care for people. Get over yourself. Get on God's team. It's the greatest team you will ever enter in. He's amazing. He's crazy about you. Every last one of you, he is crazy about you. Look at the old broken me, just like all those in the Bible that were broken and how God is using. I can't do this. This is God himself. I'm just a man, just a vessel that said yes and yielded myself and then got over myself and I said, God, I want you. I don't want stuff anymore, but I want you. Look what he has given me. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He's good. You will never taste anything else like this. You'll taste a lot of things, but you will never taste nothing like this once you taste and see that the Lord is good. And you see the perfect plan that he has for your life. And as I come down to the closing of I can't thank, first, thank God enough for his love that he has for all of us. Then I can't thank the, the churches across America, but this church here, your pastor Ben and his team. God has put this man here for you guys to lead you guys. Amen. And if you don't, connect and you don't show up and come you're missing out on the great plan that God has for your life. God's trying to get something to you. He's trying to get you to get somewhere so he can get something to you so you can make a difference in someone else's life. Stop sitting on the sideline. The church is the most important place for all of us. Some of you need to start running to the church like I did. Stop hanging out and worrying about a football game and a baseball game on Sunday, I can tell you what's gonna happen. Somebody gonna win, somebody's gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> but if you come to church, you're gonna be empowered. Yeah. If you come to groups, you're gonna get wisdom and knowledge. And I'm telling you, for your wives, you gotta do it for yourself. If you don't want to come, keep coming. Because that's what happened to me. I didn't wanna come sometime, Tracy kept going. And guess what, every time I used to come downstairs, she'd be, hi, hun." It's like, why is she so happy? Who's she been with? <laughs> guess what, she had been with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she was so happy. And I was like, I want that. That's why I'm happy today, because I've been with Jesus. And I'm encouraging you, <laughs> as a church. I'm encouraging you. This is my last minutes here. I'm encouraging you, and I'm challenging you. Man, I'm challenging you to get involved with God's kingdom. Get involved. If you get involved with God's kingdom, you will see your life excel like never before. I don't know why God has blessed me, but I know I got involved with his kingdom. And it wasn't about stuff. I was 3 million in debt didn't have a driver's license when I started 14 years ago. God multiplied and increased me, gave me business, gave me favor. I don't know why he does it, but he does it. He's God. But he needs your heart. He needs you to be serious, your heart. Some of you men need to start connecting. Bring your kids to church. Connect with the church. Start helping, men. Get involved. God will take off your life in another direction. The pastor's here to lead you. He's here to empower you with the word of his preaching and teaching and everything so you can get the knowledge and revelation and then you'll go out, man, and you'll have that knowledge and revelation and then you'll know what to do for the kingdom of God. Too many of us are missing it because we're consumed worrying about earthly things and not kingdom things. Jesus already knows the condition of all of us as I close down. Nothing surprises him. He knows everything about every last one of you here. Just like he did me. John 5, the man at the pool of Bethesda, sat there for 38 years, paralyzed. Other people would get in the pool when angels stirred up the pool. Lame people and got sick and got well. This one particular man kept sitting there. Jesus never asked the man about his condition because Jesus already know the condition of you. Jesus asked the man one thing, do you want to be well? That's what Jesus is asking some of you today. Do you want to be well? You don't have to confess it out to me. All you have to do is connect with the church, connect with the people and let God make you well. The man kept using excuses. Stop using excuses. He kept using them and Jesus said, do you want to be well? The Man said, he finally said yes. He said, pick up your bed and walk. Made him well just like that. That's what Jesus does. He made me well. I am forever grateful for this man called Jesus. There is no one like him. No one like him. He meets you right where you are and says, "Come as you are. I'm the healer, and I will heal you from all things." Let us pray. Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for Pastor Ben, his family, church family, community, all that they do. Father, I pray that people will connect that have come this weekend and come back and connect and allow Pastor to lead them into a new destiny and a new walk with Jesus Christ forever, that their lives will be changed forever. Whatever is hindering them, Father, you know, may they, may they reach out. Because, Father, you use people to help people. Nothing will ever change. We're the people to help people. Bless this time together. Father, I ask that you cover them and cover every life that was here today in their family. May you strengthen the women. May you strengthen the men that have attended today, yesterday. And may they be encouraged to come back and do follow-up for their life, to participate in your great work for their life. Thank you. We bless you, honor you, and praise you. give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. God bless you. Yeah.